Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office financial planning strategies and tactics. Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office planning strategies and tactics. I'm MC Lobster. I'm joined by Stephen Bell. Stephen, great to see you. Always good to see you. So in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, one of the strategies which we alluded to in a previous episode of why family office families buy as much life insurance as they possibly can. And that is, of course to use life insurance in insuring the life of the family members. So for death benefit protection, and there's a lot to cover here. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to jump into this. So um, one of the things that I think is very, very misunderstood is how people should look at life insurance, like when they, they consider buying it. You know, I've come across the mindset where people try to get as little as they can. How much? Oh, just to cover the mortgage and maybe like burial costs and so forth. That is not how these families um, look at it at all, because they they know that then the family members themselves are the assets of the family, right? So when you're looking to pr- protect and insure assets, you have to look at what the assets are going to produce for you over time to kind of calculate and determine the value, right? Like if you look at a business, you look at the revenues of the business and the revenues over time, like and how long you know the business you're, you're planning to to own the business and if there's going to be an exit or not. So maybe if you just want to touch on the concept of of human life value, um, and Maybe share some insights just on on that thinking around how people should think about you know how much life insurance they should put in place. Yeah, definitely, and and this is one of those topics that has practical application up and down the net worth stream. So the people yep. can hear this and say, okay, I'm not a I'm not a family office client yet, but wow, this is something that anybody and everybody can be can be thinking about. So when you think about, so some of the things that we've talked about to date have included how you use it for wealth transfer. And when we talk about kind of this, this value of the, the life, obviously to your loved ones, it's, it's um, there is no putting a dollar amount on the value of, of somebody. Um, but as you're planning and you're trying for risk management and uh, it, it's, a lot of people are, are used to saying, Hey, okay, I've got some, some life insurance on me to cover some of these perilous things that might occur. And that is a, a, a bare bones minimum, right? If you really sit there and say, how am I going to cover this, uh, cover this risk to my family, you have to start to calculate it differently. And you have to look at it from the perspective of, all right, what's the purpose so the purpose is each each family member is contributing to the household in different ways, and some of those some of those ways you, it's hard to put a dollar amount on. But as you sit there and go, okay, if we were to lose this person, what does that do? And then there's the if we were to lose the ability to insure this person in the future, that's the other question. So one way that um, that people will calculate this, they'll sit there and say, I need to make sure that every member of the household is covered and they're covered in a way that in the future we have options and those options come through 
having a policy that if you're if it's not permanent now or or if it is permanent and there's still an assurable interest ability with that with that member of the family is making sure that you have a convertible term policy on them that gives you a lot more options down the road. So convertible term, I know you're familiar with it, obviously, but all that means is I bought a term policy that can be converted to permanent product of that carrier in the future at the current underwriting class. So future age and product that's available at that time, but current underwriting. So if you're young, you're preferred plus, and you have a 20 year term policy for a few million bucks, and in your early 30s, late 30s, early 40s, whatever, you are diagnosed with a chronic issue and you would no longer be insurable, you can now take parts. You don't even have to take the entire thing. You take portions of that and convert it to permanent product for other reasons, other strategies, wealth transfer and other mitigation needs. Um, And you're doing it at preferred plus because you warehouse that. So that's one way to think about it. Um, And the other thing is just not to lose sight. So some people, we were talking about this before MC, they say, well, here's the highest financial producer in the household. That's who we're insuring. And that's the part that we say, uh, there's a big risk man- mitigation piece. So just because one one contributor to the household makes less income, maybe significantly less or no income, does not mean that the value they're contributing to the household isn't substantial and should be a risk that's mitigated as you sit there and go, okay, here's there's a major effect to the household if we were to lose that person. Think about it this way. I always try to look at the world through the lens of an insurance company. It'll change your life for the better (laughs) as a business owner and an investor because insurance carriers are literally in the business of risk management. So how a a life insurance carrier will look at a family is they will look at, let's just say there is a family where there's a working spouse and one spouse is at home and there's two children. And let's just say, you know, let's just say that the um, the working spouse, both spouses are, let's just say, 40 years old. Let's just let's just start mm-hmm. there. 40 years old, one working, one not working, and there's two young children. Let's just say they're both age around five. So how a life insurance company will look at that family is they will look at the spouse that is er- that's earning the income. Let's just say that spouse makes $100,000 per year. They would look and say, well, you know, with the young children too, there's safely like 20 years there of 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 just protection needed and on, on on income protection. So how do they do that? Well, you can take the income of the spouse that 100,000 times 20, let's just say, and you'll come to $2 million. Um, and then they will say that $2 million will protect the income of the working spouse for 20 years um, and again, this is priced in at today, right? Uh, today's income, mm-hmm. but it'll at least protect it for for twenty years. And as you mentioned, you could use a term, a convertible term, for 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 that amount. But what's interesting is, and a life insurance carrier will also look at the non-working spouse and allow the non-working spouse to also have a death benefit of two million dollars. That needs to tell you something right there that a life insurance company knows the value that the non-working spouse contributes to the household because let's just say the spouse is at home with the kid, uh, the children and one of the hardest jobs that exists on the planet right there, by the way, fun fact. Um, but besides that, there is a massive, massive uh, economic cost to that because let's mm-hmm. just say 
that spouse had to pass away, the spouse that's at home with the children. Well, it's going to impact the ability of the working spouse, the remaining spouse to produce and create, right? Because now there's children that needs, you know, needs a parent 24-7, or you would need to hire help and bring that mm-hmm. in. It's a significant financial cost. And I'm not even talking about the emotional uh, pain and, you know, the uh, everything that goes around with losing a, a loved one. I'm, I, you know, at this in this episode, I just want to share how a, a life insurance company looks at this. So there's a significant um, uh, importance of having both spouses protected and having life insurance underwritten on both because a life insurance company will allow you to do that. That means they can see the value that both in this example mm-hmm. that I just shared of spouses bring to bring to the table, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, the the family member is priceless to the family, um, but we're we're grateful that there is a way to to at least have, cover that risk and sit there. And and I've heard people say before, oh, okay, well, I don't need um, I don't need coverage on my spouse because they they're not employed outside of the home. And I'm always like, pause there. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Right. Because- there is a major risk there that that needs to be considered, and and instead of just you know beating somebody over the head about what that is, it's more so hey we got to think about risk differently, and you'll realize that there's a risk there, and and it's your own conclusion at that point. Um, fortunately, I mean I was sharing with you before way before I was ever in this industry at all. I always had uh, coverage on my on my spouse. I was a big believer in just insuring risk in general, so disability yep. insurance and. Uh, both permanent and term life insurance with my kids were young. I mean, there's still kind of are, but um, so to me, when I, I kind of, I can fast forward and say, all right, I believed in that before. It's not just being in this industry. And where was my mindset then? And it was like, this is risk mitigation. Like there is a lot that you're going to have to deal with if, if you lose somebody at that point. Um, and then I always was funny enough, always wanted to make sure it was convertible because um, I had been told with some good, Good advice early on is like always make sure your, your terms convertible because you can convert just a piece of it at at some future amount and i was like very glad that i got that advice yeah so um just from a from a approach of you know how much should i be looking at getting on myself my spouse and and the family members um yeah take a look at what there is to protect you know and there's a lot to protect there on every single family member. And also always, I always ask this question. If anything had to happen to yourself or your spouse or a family member, do you want the entire family to be in a worse situation, the same situation, or the best possible situation uh, in the future? I mean, it's already, you're dealing with a tra- tragedy with a loss of a loved one anyway. So why why would you want to you know incorporate even financial hardship into that right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the thinking beyond that, and then tactically of uh, and and how to implement this, you know uh, the way that in this example, this forty year old uh, spouse, working spouse, and a forty year old non working spouse with two young children. Let's just say there's twenty years to insure there minimum, and I'm talking very very conservative. You're at a hundred thousand. That's two million. Let's just say. That working spouse has already got a permanent product like a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual carrier, and that's where they warehouse family capital. 
mm-hmm. um, that's growing tax-free and that's guaranteed and outside of the markets. And let's just say the death benefit is 500. Well, to get the full insurability of 2 million, they can add a convertible term for mm-hmm. 1.5 million. And this term can be converted as you shared in chunks, you know, 500 at a time, 500,000 at a time, a million at a time, you know, or the full 1.5 million. Um, it can be converted at a future date and you have 20 years of which you can convert that. And I love the term that you use, Stephen, warehousing insurability. Mm-hmm. What that allows the both spouses at that time, it, it, number one, it allows the family to always have the ability to add more permanent life insurance products to, to keep and warehouse more capital in. And it just protects your um, your health rating, right? Your insurability for 20 years. So even if something happens to you, which, uh, uh, which um, uh, turns into you and do not become insurable at that point of something happening to you, if you had a convertible term, you'd still be able to convert that over to more permanent mm-hmm. life insurance products. Yeah, we saw this before. We um, we had families that we worked with, ultra high net worth families, that when you when you are planning for wealth transfer and you're talking about you're going up to, you know, these are terms you're familiar with, MC, but jumbo and these limits with the carriers, you're, you're going for very large amounts. And and some, maybe sometimes you you dial it back a little bit onto what you actually need. If we can get approval at that jumbo limit, and they are only going to use a certain amount. So like if jumbo is fifty five million, but we're going to use about forty or so, those families were buying fifteen of term on top of that because they're like, all right, it, it, it's a whole lot easier to make the next ten million than it was the first ten million. And so when we're estate planning and looking at this in two or three, four more years, and saying, did we hit our projections and trajectory? really quickly that people realize, oh, I actually need more coverage. And it's never, uh, you're, you're rarely healthier. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes you are, but usually you're, you're not healthy or in the future. So capturing that, especially if it was a challenge on the underwriting side happens all the time. And that's, that's exactly the term uh, I'd use for that. It's just, you were warehousing it. Absolutely. Yeah, life life insurance as a whole is a strategy. There's many different strategies that you can use within your overall life insurance strategy. So we've just shared that this is the actual protection part, the death benefit part. Um, Stephen also uh, created a presentation where he shares another strategy, and this is the strategy of premium finance life insurance. It is an advanced planning strategy that can turbocharge your wealth transfer. You can access this presentation of uh, uh, Stephen at familyofficesecrets.com. That's familyofficesecrets.com. Mm-hmm.